Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're on with Mario Lopez. What's up, y'all? Mario Lopez joining me now in studio from Freeform's The Bold Type, Emmy-nominated actress Melora Harden. How are you, Melora? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You look fantastic. Smell amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wish we had like a scratch and sniff through the uh, mic right here. Everyone can see you. Scratch and sniff you're- Melora. Now that's a whole other thing. You're, in my, you're now on my Mount Rushmore of... Uh, best smelling celebrities. Oh my. I feel (laughs) very honored. Thank you. That's a big deal right there. (laughs) That is a big Um, deal. So you were recently in Beijing. Yes. Yeah. I just got back like four days ago, actually. Business pleasure. My oldest daughter is doing her junior year of high school there. Study year abroad. Oh, wow. Yes. Why did she choose Beijing? Well, um, because she is a very adventurous soul. And because she had been studying Mandarin and she liked the idea of getting really fluent with Mandarin. Wow. Um, and I think living with the host family and everything like learning a new culture, you really become a world citizen. You do something like that. So I think that was intriguing to her. Also scary. No doubt about it. It was a challenge and scary, but absolutely and hard to like, you know, to, to think about doing it, but she did it and she's doing it with flying colors and, she comes back in a month and wow, she's speaking Mandarin so fluently. And she's six feet tall and gorgeous and an actress, too. And uh, so I'm kind of hoping maybe she'll get to do a movie and, and, and use her Mandarin, you know, because she's yeah. a wonderful actress. She's worked. She did a movie called, called I Kill Giants and 
She's really, really talented. And and I just kind of feel like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that could be that fun. Sounds... Like, do some kick-ass movie where she's, like, speaking Mandarin and, you know, Literally using, kicking her, ass. using her height and kicking <laughs> ass. That's what I mean. Literally yeah. kicking ass and, like, speaking fluent Mandarin. And Wow, that's you, very impressive. Yeah, Congratulations. So, thanks. It's really exciting. Very cool. I'm also, congrats. Uh, season three of The Bold Type yes. recently premiered. So so what's going on with uh, Scarlet Magazine? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, uh, you know, tomorrow night uh, is going to be... Jacqueline Carlyle, uh, my character's um, 10th anniversary as the editor-in-chief mm. of Scarlet Magazine. So uh, it's kind of an interesting episode for her and uh, lots of good things to come. We have a new a new character that gets uh, introduced tomorrow night as well. And um, he's a very good foil, let's say, okay. for, for Jacqueline in some in some way, respects. You play the boss, of course, on the show. Do you find yourself like mentoring the other actors? You know, I I feel like I do feel that it's part of my job to um, hold the intention uh, that um, that that I want people to arrive at work with. So I try to be the person that I want um, everyone to. I try to live by my by actions. By I lead by example, and I try to. I do take that seriously, though. I do think that's important, and I and I also find that. You know, people that do that on sets, I mean, I've been acting professionally since I was six years old. So I have been on so many sets, right? I've seen stars of shows hold a kind of grace and a kind of integrity about their job and about their professionalism and, and also their craft. Right. And then I've seen the ones that don't do that. And I just, uh, I really, really believe that uh, you have to, you have to do that. You have to take that seriously. And I, I do take that seriously. Good for you. I yeah. love that you were a former child actor too. Yeah. I yeah. was root for those. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause it's difficult making that transition. <laughs> it is. It, it really, yeah. Who, yeah. who would you say mentored you in your career? Well, both my parents are actors. And so uh, my dad's Jerry Harden. People know him from the X-Files and lots of other things. Um, but my mom is a very famous acting teacher who taught like the likes of Leonardo DiCaprio and Jessica Biel and was also a manager and, you know, tons and tons of kids, River Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix, all the Phoenix kids. And, you know, um, those are some fun so, facts yeah, right there. So was yeah. it inevitable or, or did they, it, it, not that they force you by all means, me? but did no. they, did they push you? Was it just something they said and you just fell I in actually love with it? Begged. It's in your blood, obviously. Yeah, I begged. I went with my dad to his commercial agents when he was dropping off new headshots uh -huh. and they said, oh, you're so cute. Don't you want to do what dad does? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know? took, huh? And I just tugged on their sleeves and that because they are actors, they both were like, Oh God, you know, so much rejection. We know, you know, cause people think that, you know, anyone that wants to be an actor just can become an actor. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it just isn't. And like by the that. way, just cause mom and dad, are, just cause mom and dad are, doesn't mean it's going to happen. Exactly. Right? So they were like, Oh God. And I bugged them so much. They thought, well, we'll let her go on 10 auditions. If she doesn't get anything, we'll ease her out of it. She'll never know the difference. And I was a very serious ballerina. Like I was, by the time I was five, I was telling you I was going to be a ballerina for my life. So I was already pretty focused on that. And they let me go on my first audition. And of course I got it. So, so, so I didn't get to ease out of it. And then when I didn't get things, I guess they just gave me the skill set to deal with rejection. And, and, um, that's so, that's so important. Yeah. And yeah. my dad took incredible care of my money. Like I'm so grateful for that, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. So I sounds like awesome parents. It, I kind of had awesome parents. Are you native? Angelina? I was raised here from the wow. time I was five. I was born in Texas though. Okay. Yes. But yeah, five years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so your, your parents are from Texas originally. My dad is. Okay. Mm -hmm. My part? mom. Uh, well, he was born. Was he born? He, his, his parents lived in Mesquite and Beaumont. 
Okay. I'm not really sure which part of Texas he was born in. I need to ask him that. Yeah, but you're an Angelino. Yes. Yes. I consider myself that. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Well, uh, we're all fans of The Office here. These guys are super fans. <laughs> That's right always good to hear. And, and of course, you played Jan Levinson. <laughs> yes. Did, did you have a favorite um, particular moment or uh, stretch on the show? Um, I mean, the dinner party episode is yes. an amazing episode for Jan. <laughs> yeah, because I just got to unravel so much and, and you know, got to be so many layers of of joy and uh, hell mixed, <laughs> <laughs> mixed together. And it was a bit hellish filming that episode because we were in a little condo out there in the valley and it was just a terrible heat wave. And we had to keep turning the air conditioning off because it was a tiny little condo. I'm, I mean, it really was tiny, as tiny as it looks. It is that tiny and maybe even tinier. And uh, and so, you know, it was just scorching hot and and the air conditioning had to keep going off. So we were just sitting there all sweating while we're doing comedy. So, you know, comedy, usually you go into any comedy stage and it's freezing Freezing, because everyone wants to hang me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can hang me. That's right. (laughs) But man, this was just whoo. We were just all cooking in there and having to have all that energy. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Isn't it amazing how... Uh, so many years later, too, we were just talking about it. it's the number one stream show. It's the on number Netflix, one stream right? show on Netflix. Yeah. When you hear that, wow! What do you think? I know. I, I, you know, I have more fans now, and young, younger fans than than when the show was actually on the air. Yeah, uh, it's it's got a huge cult following, and you know, it's it's really great for for our show for the bold type because actually the demographic that really is meant for um, yeah for the bold type carry over is actually my, my, my fan base now. They're they're all like (laughs) in their twenties. They're all just crazy for the office, crazy for Jan, crazy for, and you know, when they find the bold type and they know I'm on it, they're, they're crazy for that too. Cause it's a great show. Would you ever consider a reboot or any sort of reunion show? Um, well, you know what I think they should do is I think they should do a movie. Because if they did a movie, they'd get everybody back. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't do a show. I'm doing the bold type. Right, right, <laughs> You know, right. I can't be on another series. Um, they recently also, did that with Deadwood, by the way. The the series they, I loved on yeah, HBO yeah, yeah. was they a great a series. They're doing a movie. Oh, it's doing. coming out May 31st. Oh, great. See, so I that, think it's that's a great, an example yeah. of when they got everybody back. Yeah. Well, because, you know, that would be super fun for everyone. Yeah. All of my storyline was around Michael Scott. <laughs> and Steve's not going to be coming back. Maybe. To do a reunion show of The Office, I don't think. Yeah, maybe, not for but a maybe season. a movie. But a movie, a I, movie? Think I think he would do. Yeah, I think he I think really so might do that. You know, yeah. and then you could have not only him, but you could have some of the others that come that right. come in. James Spader, and you know, it'd be super fun. That would be fun. That's be crazy. Cool. This you is also fun. Even, you could even get. Uh, oh, now you're casting. I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's make this happen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But but I thought this was cool when I read this. You were originally cast in Back to the Future, but producers thought you were too tall to be Michael J. Fox his girlfriend i've experienced that you have being too tall with yeah. playing opposite chuck norris oh, <laughs> i don't what? think i've ever told you guys that really? story no you have not no, i've not told you guys that story that's for another day yeah but anyway is that true oh, make a note yeah, of that that's true really isn't that you know great? like welcome to hollywood you know it's what? not yeah. about those that's a perfect example of like it doesn't matter if you're the best actress or right. so right but literally something like but is that being too tall was yeah. it because he came along later because yes. it originally was going to be eric stoltz right? right yeah i was cast opposite eric who I had known uh, just because we both had been in the business and I thought he was a fabulous actor. I still think he is and kind of had a little crush on him, if I'm really being honest. So I was very There would excited. have been chemistry there. I was very, there was chemistry there. I was very excited about working with him. And, um, and then, yeah, and then when they brought Michael J. Fox in, uh, 
And I just found this out. This is like a little tidbit that I just found out about six months ago because someone's writing a book about this. And the guy called me and he said, you're my last interview. And um, did you know that, um, you know, that Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis had no problem with you being taller than Michael J. Fox? It was the female executives that felt it was emasculating for him to have a taller girlfriend. Wow. Now, the reason so much I, for th- female this empowerment. Is, but here's why I bring this up. So that was 1987? Yeah, something 1987, something like that, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, right? yeah, the first movie was based in 88, so yeah. Yeah, right. so I think 1987. We're in 2019. I'm on the bold type. And on the bold type, we talk about things like this all the time. Hmm. And I don't think there'd be a woman executive today that would be able to say something like that out loud. Hmm. I really don't. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have a long way to go as 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 females in general in the culture, because we do. And we're working towards that. And and I think that people are way more aware of that now. But I will say that, like, there is some change. There is some movement. You wouldn't see. And the reason those film, the the reason those female executives felt the pressure to say that. Think about that. Because they were in a man's world. They were thinking in a very masculine way. That is not a female thing to ever think. I can't think of one woman in today's world right now that would be like, what? A woman that's taller than a man? That emasculates him, right? With, but with all due respect, there's a lot of women who casually say, I can't date a guy that's shorter than me. A lot of women say that, which I don't... Even I, today? Even yes. Really? By all the time. We interview all the time. I just wouldn't want to... They say very cavalier. Oh, and so it's very... And it's not... And you stop and think about it. If situations where... You know, I can't date a guy that's shorter than me. And if right. this guy doesn't have... With the hair and whatever. It's very cavalier. So I don't know why it's accepted. Mm. There's a bit of a double standard. So no, it's accepted. absolutely. I so agree. I can imagine, especially then. But you yes. would think times have changed a lot. Not in that regard. That's still a very ha-ha... That's interesting. Moment, that, right? Well, that yeah, accepted. I mean, they're very... But that, and that, say that. that brings me to the point of, 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 I think, another thing that I love so much about The Bold Type is that it really is about women supporting women. And I do believe that women would get an idea like that. Where would they get an idea like that? Where would a woman get that idea? I think they would get that idea from feeling ashamed that they can walk in a, in a more powerful position being taller mm-hmm. than a man. And that they would, and they would then that somewhere it has been ingrained in the female psyche that still in 2019 they're saying something like that to yeah. you flippantly in an interview flippantly, yes. <laughs> is, is fascinating to me. And I do feel that that's part of what we're trying to do on the show, on The Bold Type. We are yeah. trying to sort of bring this picture, and I think successfully do, bring this picture of what, you know, my character is, is a strong female boss who has integrity and who, has, who is kind even when she's challenged, I mean, even with this guy who comes onto the onto the show tomorrow night, she's challenged by him. But she has such grace and such integrity dealing with him. She's mm-hmm. never petty or backstabby or manipulative. She's just sort of like she's just you can see her wheels turning. Mm-hmm. And the girls are there, the young ladies, I should say, you know, um, of Scarlett, Kat and, and, and Sutton and Jane, who are her kind of her her main, you know, employees that she's kind of mentoring along. And they're there kind of, you know, watching her back and seeing what's going on there and kind of watching this and and holding each other up. And, and it, there's just so much. And I do think that I do think that mindset comes from, you know, this long, long history of women kind of cutting each other down and women, you know, 
Um, but I think that comes from a, a very patriarchal society where uh, where if you look at the way men are brought up to kind of like a man gets fired next to his buddy and his buddy goes, oh, but it's OK. Good for you. Like, you know what? It's fine. Move on. Like, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll go help you get another job. As opposed to whereas a woman, you know, got fired and the woman, the next woman behind would be scratching her way to move her out of the way because it was so much scarcity. There were not positions mm. for women. And so it was like, ah, you know, OK, right. you're fired. I'm, you know, <laughs> and nowadays I think women are trying to say, you know what? You know, a little more of that male like, you know, we all have opportunities. We're trying to make more opportunities, sure. make more opportunities and for each other and collaborate in that together as women being able to say, like, let me give you a hand up. Let me give you a let me give you a leg up. Let me let me uh, let me mentor you. You know, well, I love to see that, especially having a daughter. I'm glad you brought yeah, all, that's right. all back, Melora. Yes. To the show. How old is your daughter? She's uh, eight. OK. And oh. I have two daughters. So, yeah, we've got to do this as parents. Yeah. Right. We got to. It's very, very important that women. That's what I love the most about the, the bold type is that women get to see a picture. I get more comments on the street of people saying, I love the bold type and I love your character, especially because I look at her and I think I want to be a boss like that or I want a boss like that. Exactly. You know, it's funny because quick, quick uh, point, as you mentioned, boss, when I, my, my daughter, um, who, who's very bright, like these guys, and she's very bright. And when I went to go have uh, a parent teacher conference, the the teacher goes, she was very advanced and all of a sudden she goes, well, we don't want to say she's bossy, but whenever there's yeah. a strong woman, they always right. use the word bossy, yeah, yeah. which I don't think is very fair just because because you don't hear men say, oh, he's bossy. It's always usually right. words towards a woman. I thought I just always thought that was very interesting. I've decided to claim bossy, by the way. So it's, it's, don't take it with such a negative. Well, I, I because somebody just said that to me recently. I, you know, I kind of was like like you. I was kind of on that, you know, because Sheryl Sandberg says that in her book and lean in. She talks about that, how like, you know, girls are called bossy men are called um and actually, you really need to, everybody needs to listen to uh, or read Barbara Streisand's speech at Women in Film in 19, oh God, I don't even know when it was. Just look up Barbara Streisand, Women in Film speech. What did she say? Well, well, we'll she's, it. it's, it's really quite, it's quite extraordinary. Right. In fact, I like want to pull it up right now because she says things like that. She says like yeah. where a man is, uh, you know, a man who directs, produces, you know, um, acts, you know, is uh, assertive you know, or multitasker is, is or a multitask yeah. is like, you know, amazing. A woman who directs acts and produces is, you know, uh, an overachiever or, you know, right. like <laughs> just the ball buster sure. as compared to the, you know, uh, ambitious guy yeah, and, the, labels and, the, are, yeah. and the way she does it, it still applies today. Yeah. And it's something like 12 years ago yeah, or, you yeah. know, or even more. And oh, it's that's interesting. Uh, so it's really worth yeah. looking at. I mean, okay. it's sort of a mantra that I have in my you know, that I think of a lot, especially okay. for a father of a, okay, of a daughter. No, and for the record, I like tall girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, awesome. I would guess that Jan Levison would not have made that decision in taking you off that movie. <laughs> if she were <laughs> in charge. I don't think she would. Yeah. I agree. I think Jan Levinson would have. Uh, At least in the <laughs> early parts of right. the office. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mullor, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Quick questions, quick answers. Okay. Okay. Go to karaoke song. Crazy Patty Patsy Klein. Last show you binge watched? Uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Why you laugh? Is that it's not a comedy? <laughs> no, no, no. Just okay, a guilty pleasure. Got it. Yeah. Celebrity crush growing up? 
uh, Sean Cassidy, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> oh, Eric, oh, <laughs> Eric that's Stoltz, right, okay. Sean Cassidy. <laughs> that's legit one. Yeah. Most fun you've ever had on a set? Oh my gosh. I have to say Transparent was pretty dreamy um, just because the actors and Jill Soloway, the creator and, and the actors, just the amount of play, the amount of latitude we were given. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you throw a ball, everybody's there to catch it. Nobody says like, you know, you just, you didn't really do it like that last time. Yeah. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's like, give it to me, yeah, give it yeah, to me, give it great. to me. So lots of surprise, lots of fun. And last question, if you were heading to the chair, what would your final meal be? Uh, lobster with lots of butter. <laughs> um, steak. Ooh, and um, <laughs> let's see, what else? Probably <laughs> like a giant, very crispy, very fresh, organic, crispy, delicious salad. <laughs> a little bit of health right before. That's funny. Yeah, I was waiting for salad and some surf and turf. Okay, salad and surf and turf. It is. Meanwhile, watch the bold type Tuesdays on Freeform. You can follow her on Instagram at Melora D Harden. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. On with Mario Lopez. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.